Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the future, our journey with the patriarchs. We're so glad you've joined us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif. Really glad to be on the program today. Last program, you might recall, if you do recall, that uh, we saw that uh, uh, Isaac and Ishmael were kind of working together. In this program, we'll see that uh, uh, Isaac is uh, working together with some in Philistia. I think it's unprudent to read too much animus into the biblical literature between Hebrew and Arabian people. We do get along. We do, and sometimes there are detours even in relationships, and we see coming up in this program a, a literal detour. There's famine in the land. You have to go where there's food, right? Yep, yep. Our drama takes place in Genesis 26, and then Dr. Seif will be teaching on location. Let's go to our drama right now. Now there was a famine in the land of Canaan, and Isaac went to the city of Gerar. Let me tell you something you probably already know. Things don't always work out according to plan. There are road bumps on the highway of life. And I mention that because uh, Yitzchak, or Isaac, uh, finds himself in an in-between place where things are not working according to plan. In chapter 26 of Genesis, it starts off, Vayihi Ra'av, uh, from the word Ra'av, from Ra'ah, evil. Actually, uh, here, there was evil in the land, or a famine in the land, particularly. 
You know, you're a farmer. You sow, you want it to grow, but the answer is no, nothing's happening. I got a great set here right now, beautiful fruits around me and behind me, but there's no bounty at the time. Later on in the chapter, by the way, we're told in verse 12, Isaac is going to sow and he's going to reap a hundredfold. He's going to rebound from it. But the point is here, he finds himself uh, between the proverbial rock and a hard place. He's not in a good way. Things are not going according to plan. He's detouring. It's interesting. Even those of us that have faith in God for the future, uh, while it's true the, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line, uh, we don't always make it on a straight line. You know, sometimes there's detours and road bumps and the like, and truth of the matter is God strengthens us through the process. And a lot of times people uh, get faint-hearted in the process. Hence a verse in scripture, uh, in due season you will reap if you do not lose heart. Uh, this can be very disheartening. When you think of a famine, uh, you're uncertain about the future. If you're an agrarian, it's not just you, livestock, uh, you know, crop, family. I mean, the earth languishes and everybody who derives sustenance from it and everything. <laughs> and by the way, they weren't into computer technology at the time. Everything is relying on the earth. And if there's no rain, there's no grain, no grain, lots of pain. It's a bad day. We're told here that Isaac uh, was forced to uh, make a little trip. He is going to go to Avimelech, uh, which is probably a title name. Melech is, is a Semitic term for king. Uh, Avi, my father is king, uh, a title name in a dynasty, just like, you know, if you're in, you know, you're in France, it's King Louis. Well, which one, the, the 12th, the 14th? Even Pharaoh's a title name. We, we come into these names in history, and here we're coming into one here. He's going to go, and uh, the Lord is going to appear to Isaac and direct him. We're told here, uh, do not go, in verse 2, to Mitzrayim. Don't go to Egypt, he says. You know, you got to go. Uh, there's a detour. But, you know, God can even guide in the detours. <laughs> he says, don't go there, go here. I mean, the same God who said, don't go here, go there, could have sent rain upon the earth. But he, he has someone uh, dropped into a trial. Um, it's, it's made stressful for him. You know, in another life, I, I've many years as a professor, and I would usually talk above people's heads. <laughs> you know, I use big words to create the illusion that I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I'd make people read, you know, and it, it's stressful. It's somewhat disorienting. You know, I drop people in the grease. <laughs> if you will. But people cultivate their mental aptitudes, their heart, their head. Uh, they develop disciplines in reading, and those things contribute to their overall success in life. Uh, I don't make it easy. I don't want to make it too hard, but I don't make it easy. And God's not making it easy for him, but that's how you grow people. Not just people in the book, uh, but people today. I mean, it is what it is. Well, we're told here that God's even giving direction in the detour against the backdrop of the famine. 
and there's a promise that's reiterated to him, even though he does not see how it is going to get fulfilled. In verse 3, he says, go there and live as, as an outsider, but look, listen. He says, but I am going to. Don't worry, I'm going to do uh, what I promised in the very first place. And there's something here that's very important. And for my money, uh, it has a Christological application. He says, look, that is, it relates to Jesus. He says to him again in verse 3, look, I'm going to give you and your seed all the lands. <laughs> You're going to get what you had coming, what was promised. He said, I am going to confirm the pledge that I swore to Abraham, your father. Of course, he's talking to Isaac. I'm going to multiply your seed. And we've seen that. I'm going to multiply him as the stars of the sky. We get that. I will give your seed the lands. And then he says, and in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed or continually be blessed. And that's what I want to land on here. Not only is God going to fulfill his promises to this faith walker, but he's going to accomplish his own purposes through him. And you know what that is? Not just to bless the Jew, but to bless you. The promise was at the very beginning, that seminal promise in Genesis 12, he tells Abraham, go, lech lechar, go, go, go to the land I'm going to show you. I'm going to bless you. And he says, and through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Blessing isn't just for you. Blessing is through you. And here again, Isaac, who's detoured, he says, don't worry. I'm gonna, it's going to happen just like I promised to dad. And through you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And you know how that happened? It's through the Hebrew people that we have the Bible. It's through Isaac and that lineage that we have Jesus the Savior. And ultimately, it's through him that all the nations of the earth indeed are blessed. I hope this builds up faith. There's more to come as we walk in the footsteps of the patriarchs and we learn about faith for the future. Our resource this week, the series Faith for the Future, Our Journey with the Patriarchs on DVD. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob put their faith in action, changing the course of their lives, leading to increased dependence on the Lord. These 10 programs feature Bible teaching by Dr. Jeffrey Seif with special guest Dr. Barry Seif, plus dramatic reenactments filmed in Israel. Contact us and ask for the DVD series, Faith for the Future. We offer our tours twice a year, both the spring and the fall. Please consider going with us. It's a great ministry and you, your life will be changed by it. We offer tours, but we also offer invaluable insight into the truth 
uh, that is happening in Israel through our two monthly periodicals. One is called the Personal Letter. The second is the Levitt Letter. Those are free for the asking. Go to our website and ask for those periodicals. They're so good. They're chock full of all kinds of stories. We love reading them. Yes. And also... Uh, YouTube and Twitter. Right. You can find lots of information. We sing on the program and you can hear us sing. Um, we video in Israel, our uh, videos from there. Right, we and that. we have uh, the Bearded Bible Brothers yes. is a whole separate program that we have on social media. And we do cabin chat. We do. Which is a little, we chat with people, do little interviews from our little cabin in Branson, Missouri. Yes. So all kinds of information. We'd love to connect with you on social media, on our webpage. We will see you there. Now let's go see Jacob as he's on the road of the patriarchs. Isaac's father and mother knew Canaan very well. Abraham and Sarah had journeyed here as aliens through this very land given to them by God, from its northern reaches to its southern boundaries with Egypt. At Beersheba, Abraham had dug a well and was careful to make peace with Abimelech, the ruling king of the Philistines. Now, many years later, Isaac had come to Beersheba, where he built an altar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, I am the God of your father, Abraham. Fear not, for I am with thee and will bless thee and multiply thy seed for my servant Abraham's sake. Baruch atadonai, Eloheinu melech ha'olam, shehechionu v'kiyamonu v'higionu lazman hazeh. Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has granted us life sustained us and allowed us to arrive at this time, this season. It's a beautiful prayer. It's recited in the Jewish world and it's appropriate to the text here. You saw the drama that comes from uh, Genesis chapter 26, uh, an affirmation of God's provision and blessing. Isaac is responsive to that. The drama doesn't note it, but uh, the drama is telling a story that comes on the heel, not of exaltation, but aggravation. I mention that because as noted previously in this, um, in this story, uh, in this particular program, uh, things went bad for Isaac and he had to go to Gerar and he settled there and I'd mentioned that he was successful there, but you know, success breeds contempt. The Lord blessed him in the land and there were people in the land who were chagrined by him. We're told that things had deteriorated there with others, uh, other men that are quarreling with him. And the word appears a few times before this. You know, he's a shepherd, he digs wells, you know, others come, this is my land and this and that, and they stop up the well, so he moves on. Uh, Isaac shows himself to be rather deferential to these people that are causing him troubles, but his being deferential toward them doesn't allay their aggravations. You know, jealousy uh, just keeps on going. It's a gift that keeps on giving. A and these tensions just follow him. And it's these tensions that drive him 
to Beersheba. He's going to build an altar and call the name of the Lord. It's interesting. When you talk about faith uh, in God for the future, do you know sometimes God uses aggravations in the present to drive us toward what he has for us in the future? And that's the backstory to the story here. Well, we see in verse 23 in chapter 26, and that's where I want to pick up. He uh, went up from there to Beersheba. You know, Isaac goes to uh, Beersheba, and we're told the Lord appeared to him that night. <laughs> you know, sometimes God appears at night. And I mention that because, you know, in the evening time, we can be a bit restless. You know, the, 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 the circumstances of the day are behind us, and we're just there with our mind. Uh, you know, contemplating, kind of rehashing. And it, it's not all pleasant all the time. And, and the Lord has a way of showing up. Now, by the way, if you can relate to this, if you think I'm describing you, I'm not doing it intentionally. I'm trying to describe him, the circumstances here. What I want to do is be true to the text. And if I'm true to the text, the Holy Spirit can work through it to be true to you. We're told here that he goes up and the Lord appears to him at night. And there is a reaffirmation of what's been said, said again, and said again. Sometimes we need to be reminded. I am the God of your father Abraham. He's telling a guy that, that, that was dropped into the frying pan, into the fire. This is a guy that's been through it. And, and, and sometimes when you've been through it, uh, when your life has been disoriented by less than hoped for circumstances, some of which seem very, very unfair, sometimes when that happens, we can lose our North Star, uh, that sense of, uh, of being guided along. Uh, that sense of providence can fade away given the troubles of the day. And here you have this reminder, you know, I am the God of your father. Do not be afraid. Fear not. For I am with you and I will bless you and multiply your seed for the sake of Abraham, my servant. You might say, hey, buddy, you know, you know, we're watching your program. Didn't you just tell that story before? And now you're doing it again in this segment. Hey, listen, if, it, if, it, if the story comes up twice in the chapter, it can come up twice in the program that gives a telling of the chapter. At the end of the day, as I'd said, reminder isn't a bad thing. Peter said, you know, for me to say the same thing isn't irksome and it's helpful for you. Uh, sometimes you need to hear it twice, three times, 20 times. I don't know because uh, life circumstances can sometimes be a little tough. It's good to be reminded. Well, subsequent to that, there's something that I see this man doing here and I want you to do there. What does he do? He hears the word. He's reminded of it. And in verse 25, he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. Hebrew, an altar is Mizbeach. Uh, he worships there, and, and he seeks the Lord. He, he, he kind of reconnects. Oh, it's important to have a reconnected place and reconnecting space. And here you have it in the literature. I hope you find it in your life as well, that you make that space so that way you, with faith, can walk on the quest for your preferred future. Jeff, you just mentioned in your teaching, 
something I want to draw back maybe from the beginning of your teaching that you just did is that sometimes we can lose our bearings because of conflict. Isn't that kind of humanity 101? It surely is. That, uh, that maybe their story can give us hope as we walk through things in difficult days and we can kind of lose even our balance as well as our direction. Probably not one person watching today has not had conflict in their life, in their family, whatever situation. It's part of the human condition right. from Genesis to Revelation. And so it doesn't mean people don't love each other. It just means that people are people interacting with each other and there's going to be uh, some friction every now and again, to be sure. Mm -hmm. Speaking of friction every now and again, goodness gracious, mother saw this one coming. And moms have a kind of radar up. They look out for their kids. We're going to see a story about one mom looking out for one kid, and my wife is going to unpack some of the particulars of it. In the latter days of his life, Isaac had been deceived by his son Jacob. Unknowingly, Isaac had given his blessing to Jacob instead of Esau. And now the winds of Esau's wrath were blowing through the camp. Jacob's mother, Rebecca, provides counsel and stern warning to her son. Jacob and Esau, the conflict, the fighting, the jealousy, the bitterness, the betrayal, the deception. All of us have those elements within our own heart. Uh, we were born broken, and I had a broken moral compass, just like those two boys did. If I had done bad, I just made it worse. I didn't know how to fix myself. Was there even a way to fix myself? I tried with transactional analysis. I'm okay, you're okay. I was a seeker, but I just didn't know how to fix myself. Have you been like that? I was. But in January of 1980, in a delicatessen in North Dallas, my family's delicatessen cousins, Two customers took me to lunch, and over lunch, they just began to share with me their life story, that, that they were messed up back in the early 80s, 1980, and one of the associates there, Larry, shared with me a Bible verse that changed my life from Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, 6th verse. All of us like sheep have gone astray, each has turned to his own way, but the Lord has taken the iniquity of us all on him. And at that moment, I saw that I was that sheep that had gone astray. I had turned my own way, and I understood what iniquities were. Now, mind you, I had gone to year after year, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement services, but I wasn't any more changed when I walked out of the building 
out of the synagogue from when I walked in. But sitting there and hearing those words about all of us like sheep have gone astray, I saw myself. And my life changed. Yeshua came into my heart. He changed me. He made me a new person. Day by day, we make decisions for right or for wrong. And with God's grace, I'm going to keep making good decisions with his help. Do you know the Lord? Invite him into your heart and you'll never be the same. You'll be the best for now as well as eternity. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store, there, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. We hope you're enjoying as much as Kirsten and I are having Dr. Barry Seif with us in this whole series. We're loving her insight. Yes, and I love it too. Every morning we begin with that. We open up the Bible and what do you see, Jeff? What do you see, Barry? We conversate about uh, three books of the Bible. We go into a chapter and then we pray together and take the Lord's Supper every morning. I get to, I've, and I've, she leads in it. I brush my teeth. So <laughs> there you go, there's the difference. We do that too. <laughs> but it is, I just have to say, as a mother, this story is so interesting of mama looking out for one son over the other. I don't know, it's just interesting, isn't it, to me? Well, she, she observes something in the one. Uh, I don't know that she throws the other under the bus entirely, but uh, she realizes that there's something about Jacob that he possesses that Esau doesn't. And of course, we explore that in depth. And trying to protect that birthright, and she, she knew it was supposed to come through that, that second born. And protect them because Jacob was weaker, truth be known. Esau could have snuffed him out easy. I'm telling you, family dynamics is interesting, isn't it? Ups and downs. Even in that Old yes. Testament. Yeah, and how mothers step in the gap to, to, to help their kids. I mean, that's a series in and of itself. That's a better viewpoint. I like that. <laughs> we have so much more next week, but we end our program today. It's over. Just like this. Sha'alu, Shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Sister
needing your love. His grace.